Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome back to um, Conversations with Clay Woman, which is the show that you're listening to. What else could I possibly say about it? Well, there's a lot. And um, what's really exciting about tonight's show is that I'm going to be recording it while traveling to Earth. I'm on my way to Earth right now. I'm in my cart. And uh, we're going to be calling um, Sarah Squirm, who is just delightful. She's a scientist and a comedian. And um, as we're traveling through the, um, we're going very fast right now, I'm spinning along here, and um, a lot of great, really exciting, um, oh, look at that, yes, we're passing a, um, a, a set of um, wind chimes that are just left out here in an asteroid belt, very exciting, and coming up here, very shortly, we'll be passing through, there's an intersection of planets. Um, there's a planet called Harmonica and Elizabeth. And uh, we'll be passing through those two, this right in between that. Here we come. Here they are. Yeah, looks like we're almost, oh God, oh, oh no. I'm gonna have to turn, there seems to be something in the way here. I've got, a. Oh no! Oh dear! Oh, oh god! Oh. <sighs> hmm. Well, it looks like. Looks like we're stuck here. Um. Apparently, someone had put a clothing line. They were trying to dry out. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think all the clothes here between the two planets. And um. So now the uh, the, uh, the cart <sighs> looks like the cart's tangled up. We're tangled up between the two planets in a clothing line. Isn't that just the way? Isn't that just <laughs> typical? You know, something that would happen to me. I'm not sure exactly what to do, but I think that um, I don't know. Now it's rather quiet. We're just sitting here. I do want to come to Earth. You know what I'm going to do? <clears throat> I'm going to call Sarah. Sarah Squirm. Anyway, and do the interview now, even though we're caught in the clothing line. And we'll see if she has anything she can say to help us. So, um, I'm sure she'll be able to. She's, she's got a laboratory and she's a scientist. So let's see. I'll pick up the phone now. Oh, thank God it's working. It's ringing. Hope she answers. It's ringing. And, um... Hello? Sarah? Good morning. Oh, Sarah! Sarah, <laughs> thank God you're here! I, I can't tell you how what a, a difficult day I've had, but um. No. Oh, Sarah, Sarah, I think you're just the person who can help me. 
Why have you had a difficult day? Well, let me explain. You see, I was in my cart on my way to Earth, and I was traveling in between these two um, planets called Harmonica and Elizabeth. Uh huh. I know. Yeah, I know the two. Right. Yeah, I, I know you. You was. They love you on Harmonica. <laughs> They love me on harmonica, babe. Well, so what happened was I was in the, you know, and they, they apparently they had decided to dry out all of the clothes that all of them wear on both planets at the same time. So they had put a clothesline in between them and my cart went right into it. So right, right now into it. I'm tangled up in these clothes in the middle of, the, just in here, I'm, the, I've, I'm moving around very fast, spinning almost. And But the thing is, I'm so excited that, that we were supposed to talk today because I feel like you're one of the only people who could possibly help me with your science background. Well, with my science background and all, of course. Yes. Well, you're telling me you're tangled up in the clothes between two planets. Yeah, right now. It's, 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 it's really upsetting. I'm so sorry. Well, I mean, like, what? I mean, I mean, are there clothespins also involved? There must be yes. sharp edges. Yeah, there are clothespins involved. The other thing is, of course, I started disassociating. <laughs> and then that, you know, which is something I do for fun and exercise when, you know, but I'm involved in this small group called the Disassociation Association. <laughs> And um, it's great. You should come sometime. We have great meetings and stuff. But then they all arrived because they got excited and they could see what was happening. But they're not really much use. In terms <laughs> well, because, of because they've left their bodies. Yeah, they're just sort of sitting. They're mumbling to themselves or look staring into space. And I, they're not useful. But I feel like you, perhaps, in your laboratory, you know, might have some sort of Something you could come up here with, or you know, if I gave you the coordinates. I mean, we could cut you out. We could we could fetch the bolt cutters, cut you right out of there. I mean, do you mind about? I mean, do you mind if we destroy, destroy pop property in the process? Well, you know, I feel bad about it because they went no. to all this trouble. You no. think it's all right? I think it's okay. I mean, we're gonna have to slice up a couple of shirts, slice all up right. a couple well, socks. I mean, whatever's you know, laying in there. I trust that you'll be strategic about which shirts get sliced up. I mean, can you, can you, I mean, what, do you see any articles of clothing that are jumping out to you right now? Well, or is it all just one big knot? No, there's definitely a few. There's a lovely, um, it looks like sort of like a colonial dress. It's, um, it's a, it's sort of, um, it's black and with white sleeves um, and little frills on the end, and it's just blowing in there, and it won't dry. It's funny because... The, yeah, there's a lot no of air the, in space, right? Well, Why no, would it dry? Of, a lot of the other ones are dry, but that one's just there, just not dry. It's just very wet. And I don't know. Another science question for you. Yes, please. Now, I know about your laboratory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I hope this doesn't put a damper on things or make it more, you know, I, I, if anything, it could make our talk more, um, more exciting. 
I mean, I wish, I mean, I wish I could be more helpful. I mean, I could go, I could go back to the laboratory and do a whole, I could go scalpel, you know, where the mm-hmm. scientists do that. They go scalpel or they go, right. um, you know, they do some kind of stuff like that. What else they got in the laboratory? Oh, we can get the eyewash station coming to you. Maybe oh. get, get all the other clothes so wet. That is perfect. That's Flip a perfect out. idea. See, I knew this. I knew you would know exactly what to do. And I feel like, honestly, just you standing in the right space saying scalpel. Scalpel. Well, Putting my hand out. Scalpel. All right. Maybe move a little bit more to the left. Yeah. Scalpel. <gasps> oh, something happened. There was a little bit of a relief here. Yes. A little bit of a relief. Seems like... Say it one more time, Sarah. Scalpel. <gasps> the cart's moving again. Oh, it's so great. Let me just a minute. I'll get the... um. I'll... Yeah, turning everything back on. All right. Great. Wow. I can't believe we got you out of that bind with the power of science. With absolutely the power of science. And, you know, no funny business there at all. It's completely, nope. you know. There's, not, there's nary a laugh nor chortle in the science lab. No, I love that about you, is that you keep it extremely serious at all times. Mm-hmm. No yeah. colors. No colors ever. Which is funny because, you know, I have, um, my eyesight is very, uh, it's, it changes all the time. So sometimes when I watch your science show, I see a lot of colors, but I know there aren't any. Yes, exactly. Oh, you have it sort of a, do your eyes do like sort of a synesthesia experiment, but just putting colors where they're not supposed to be? Whenever they feel like it, you know. <laughs> I don't take it personally, though. I think it's really, you know, it's their thing. It's their thing that they do, and I don't try to get in their way. Like, woman, I have a question. Yes. You know when babies are born and their, like, eyes are gray because, like, they don't know what color their eyes are going to be yet? hmm So, like, if you're 8,000 million bazillion years old, like, what color are your eyes? Do you even know? Well... They've been brown recently, which I find, you know, pedestrian, but I, but it, I'm not, you know, it doesn't upset me or anything. I just, I, I think at one point they were sort of a, they were a, um, sort of a magenta, you know, and they've changed over time. They've gone through different periods and I just sort of, you know, as, you know, it's not like, I don't think of them as sentient beings, but I do try to stay out of their way in terms of their own creative um, you know, process. Well, you know what they say. Hmm. The eyes are the window to the soul, after all. Oh, yes, that's true. They do say that, don't they? I know mm-hmm. who said that. And um, they uh, were right about that in a metaphorical sense, I'd say. But they also were, um, you know, they, they started a lot of sayings. They tried to start mm. a lot of sayings. And that was the only mm. one that took off. Mm. Do you know the guy who said two in the hand is one in the bush? Um, I don't know him, but my friend Maria said she met him when she came to Earth one time. And? Do you like what um, you see? 
See, it's not, I really can't trust Maria to tell me the truth <laughs> about him because she's, um, she's, you know, she's, she'll, she'll lie. And um, she also, you know, she's, I, you know, she's one of those people who takes up a lot of space in the room um, mm. in a way that sort of drains everyone. Mm. And so, you know, she, she went on about it as though they had like a great affair and mm. it was the greatest thing ever. And he just like thought she was the best thing, you know, in the whole world. And it, she kind of mm. made it all about her. So who's to know really? Well, I mean, maybe she takes up a lot of space in the room because her planet's actually bigger. So she's sort of contextually, she hmm. might not necessarily be aware crowding space when she's sort of acclimated to an environment where the space is more spacious. That's a really good insight. No, mm-hmm. I thank you so much because honestly, when, you know, when I, you know, I think sometimes, you know, when you're making me sort of take a look at the way I've, sort of pigeonholed Maria and perhaps mm-hmm. you know I haven't taken into account you know what in her life experience is making her act in a way that you know um well sets me off right exactly yeah. you never know until you walk you know you never know until you walk a mile in someone's shoes and I'm sure you know the person who made that up <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they're extremely, they're, they're, they're you know, and, and they, um, they are exhausted. Oh, miles are pretty far. I'll and they've done what. it for a lot of different people. <laughs> Where's the farthest you've walked? What do you think? Well, What's the farthest you've ever walked? Well, probably, you know, I have a lot of time. So one time I thought, um, you know, today am I going to go and sit with my friend um, Elizabeth and uh, remember some things that um, we don't really like to talk about or will I go for a walk? So I thought I'll go for a walk. And when I got on the road, I thought, just, you know, I thought, you know what? Let's just keep going. So I just kept going, uh-huh. putting one foot in front of the other, occasionally stopping. And, and um, I realized after, I think, 700,000 years. Oh, my. Are you serious? Yeah, that I'd just been walking along and just humming to myself. You know, and it was rather enjoyable, but, you know, of course, by the time I got done with the walk, so much had changed. Does that make you a flanner? Am I using that word right? What is that? Flan- flanner. Hold on. Let me look this up. Flanner. If I'm wrong, I'll kill myself. Don't. Oh, it's a, a flanner. It's a French noun referring to a person who's a stroller or a saunterer. Someone who walks around and strolls. Well, I wouldn't say I'm that Oh, You know, I was that at that time, I suppose. Uh-huh. I was inhabiting that at that time. Would you say you're one of those as well? I, I actually need to sometimes flanner around and yeah. stroll the boulevards because my brain, my brain doesn't actually work if I'm sitting still and staring at a wall. 
Well, no, it's very difficult. Sometimes you need to have the locomotion. You have to have the locomotion. And I'll tell you what. Can I say this, actually? Hmm. The other day, the other day, my friend, he's in anatomy school. Okay, I know you think Sarah's a scientist. She's in the lab. But I've got hmm. some expert friends who know more than me. My friend's in anatomy school. I say, Ben, you're in anatomy school. Why is my foot tingling? He goes, well, Sarah, did you know that your heart circulates blood throughout your body? Okay. But that's not mm. the only thing that circulates blood throughout your body. Movement circulates blood throughout your body. And you've been sitting down so long that your foot is tingling because your blood can't be the only thing circling blood all over. Your heart can't be the only thing circulating blood around your body. You have to put in the effort to move, to circulate blood around your body. And that's why your foot's been tingling. Oh my goodness. Blew my damn mind. Well, that's a really good, you know, that's, well, I definitely must've been circulating for those 700,000 years. I think it's good for you in ways you couldn't even possibly comprehend. No, you've got to keep all the molecules active because um, yeah. if, they, if they rest, they're like sharks, molecules. They are. <laughs> you know? They are, they, they are. They simply are. And what's they're the like, longest you've ever sat down for, you think? Well, now this is more upsetting. Or, mm. you know, I don't know if it's upsetting, but one time I just, I was thinking, you know, it was before I, I'd come to Earth or anything, so I didn't really know a lot. Um, and, you know, about you or, or your planet or anything. And so I had a really tough, I'd had a tough um, couple hundred years. And, um, you know, just sort of that thing happens when a, a project ends. You know, I'd been, I'd been helping administer the galaxy and I got tired of it. So I, um, I was thinking, what am I going to do next? And I was sitting in... Um, my hallway and I just was looking at this uh you know there's a little groove between the two bricks and I was looking at it mm. and I just kept staring at it and then a hundred thousand years went by are you serious I am I mean it was you know and I I thought <clears throat> well you know and I noticed now that you mention it I did notice a lot of tingling at the end of it see yeah, you know, you weren't so that, circulating. No, it wasn't circulating. Was working all by itself. Yeah, no, it's really. I don't recommend it, but you know, I mean, that's the thing. When you live as long as I do, you can, you can, you know, I wouldn't say wasted that time, but you know, you have a hundred thousand years to just throw away sometimes. I'm jealous of the ability to just exist without. <clears throat> you know, I wish I could exist for one second without going hmm. insane. Like if I were to stare at a groove in a wall between two bricks, I would immediately have intrusive thoughts. Why do you, why'd you say that to the person last night at the party? Why, mm. why'd you not answer this email? I would have the negative self-talk. I wish I could just exist staring at the groove between two bricks in the wall. I mean, I think you can, you know, um, it'll, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, the longer you're alive, sometimes you find ways of, of, uh, Coping with those negative, you know, intrusive thoughts, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I believe that you could do it. If I just, you think if I stare, what should my first goal be? Like, okay, I'm going to stare at a groove in a wall. 15 minutes? 
No blinking. Start there. No, well, you can blink. Don't let's not, you know, let's <laughs> not you know, let's not go crazy here. Well, um, so I'm, not blinking, hold my breath, maybe? Well, if you look at it in terms of how long my life is, I mean, I, it, as a percentage of life, it was probably just a minute. How old are you exactly? Well, 500 million approximately. And I, I'm, I'm sorry to say approximately because I, I literally can't find the paperwork. Mm. What do you want to do for your birthday this year? We can take you out. I would love that. I really would love that. You know, I'm going to be coming back to um, Earth very soon over the next few months. I'm very excited. So um, I'd love to get together on one of the on one of the trips. I mean, I think we could like take you. I mean, I'll come. I'll come. To, I'll meet you wherever you know, we can meet halfway, like wherever you want to go. Do, right, you go well, do you go to the beach? I don't know how Clay does in the beach. Well, it's, you know, it's. It's hazardous, but um, but I have gone. I've gone to. Um, I like to go sometimes. I don't know why, but my friend Elizabeth, who I stay with in New York, is very fond of going down to Hilton Head in South Carolina. Yeah, Hilton Head in South Carolina. What's going on over there? I mean, it's very strange. It's a very sort of you know, very um, you know, very Amer- United States of America type of beach. Um, and it's uh, very warm and, uh, she always buys a little condo there and I go in, you know, I mostly stay inside most of the time because it's just, you know, in New York, no one notices me that much, really. I just go about my day and people sort of are busy and they, you know, there's a 500 million year old extraterrestrial passing them on the street, but they've got to be at their um, next appointment. Whereas when right. I'm in other parts of the country, it causes it. People, you know, get very disturbed sometimes looking at me. Well, Clay, woman, I would say if you wanted to visit me in Los Angeles, I think that you could get scouted on the street. Like I think that you know, in New York people get they they got they got their heads in their smartphones and more like dumb phones. That's that's they're making it oh. dumb. If you catch my <laughs> yeah. freaking drift, people walk yeah. around in LA. I think somebody would get one look at you and cast you in a movie. Yep. Really? Well, that would yeah. be very interesting. I would love to have, I would love to do just, you know, like a small, you know, one line. That would be exciting to be in a, a sort of documented on earth that way. I think. But I you're a scene stealer. You're, I'm talking as the whole kick caboodle, not one line. Oh, I think we, goodness. I think you could be a star out here. Well, that would be such a fascinating direction to go in. Um, you know, I never really thought about it, but why not? People always say in LA, you just have to have a thing, and you got a thing, honey. You're well, your you're age. Th- you're you're cornering an age market, by the way, that not no another, one has. Not even turtles. Not. Not even turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Not even turtles. Not even That's what turtles. we could call our company. Not even turtles. Yeah. Our casting agency. Yeah, I think that we'd, I'd like to go there, but I'd also feel it'd be very important that we go into business with each other. I once, <laughs> I actually 1,000 agree. I think we should start a production company or a casting agency 
that focuses on cornering the market for the target age range of anywhere between 200 years old and 500 million years old. Yes. Not even turtles, LLC. Not even turtles, LLC. Because there's not that kind of representation in media. Extraterrestrials, you never really see real extraterrestrials in media. Well, and the good thing about our agency as opposed to others would be that, you know, if people wanted to, you know, it's like if you're trying to get the you know, agency that represents, say, you know, young people from the age of um, 18 to 24. Well, everyone's doing that. But if you want to get the agency that's representing beings from 200 to 500 million, well, you've only got one option, and that's not even turtles. We're going to corner the market. We're going to have a monopoly on the market, not even turtles. I mean, we won't have that many, um, you know, clients to represent, but that's the whole thing. Well, what about your friend Maria? What's going on with her? Well, she'll jump at the chance, I'll tell you that. Well, does she have a face for movies? Well, does she have a face? (laughs) Does she have a face? Well, it's debatable. I mean, Um, sometimes, you know, she... The thing is that I think she does have a face, but I never am in the same room with her lately because I usually <laughs> just hear her and we talk through the wall. Ah, yes. You know, I've learned it's Prison better that way. style. I know she has Very had a true. face, but um, it's been a while since I've seen it. Do you? Th- I feel like your face becomes more pronounced the older you get. All of your features, I feel like, become more prominent. Yeah, they do. And, but it's not the same for every other being in the, in the galaxy, though. There's different, you know, the, we, people come from different planets, stuff. Like, everyone assumes that everyone in the Marillion looks, you know, like me, which is, you know, sort of, well, you know, beige and wrinkled. And, you know, which I think, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, positive about the way I look I I don't I did you know I don't think about it a lot but you know other beings look various different ways I mean there's you know there are even some Marillions who come to earth you know and um they um a few of them got you know extensive surgery so they'd look like humans can I ask a question absolutely and and I don't want to offend you hmm what is what is with the, like you're saying, the extraterrestrial beings coming out, you know, and there's, we've got the lizard people theories. We've got the alien conspiracies. Oh, Tilda Swinton is an alien. Oh, Hillary Clinton's a lizard person. But why in Western media do we think that extraterrestrials look like those grays or those green aliens with the two big eyes with the little nostril holes? Like, where does that even, that can't be an accurate representation of an extraterrestrial being. The X-Files, well, like, gray people. Right. Well, you know, I mean, grays is what, you know, that's, that's an accurate name for a lot of them. Uh, but, but the, but, um, but the, that actual, you know, that was just something that we, um, well, what happened was, the, 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 it's a long, do you want to hear the whole story? It's very Yes. Uh, All right, so, so here it is. <clears throat> there is a performance act on the Marillion Galaxy called the Jennifer Sisters. Okay. And they are um, 
they are extremely controlling and they that's the only thing we're allowed to watch you know and they'd sing one song and they sing it over and over and over again and they get really territorial about it and um they really do get very upset even when anyone tries to do anything creative and they uh cease and desist orders they do all sorts of things sounds and familiar there was someone <laughs> named um i think his name was um John's, yes, and he wanted, and he was painting um, pictures of, uh, to send down to Earth of, you know, different creatures in the Marillion Galaxy, because he thought that would be a fun way to sort of like ease people into, you know, what was going on here and stuff. The Jennifer sisters heard about it. Mm -hmm. They were livid, of course, uh -huh. and stopped it. And then they drew those pictures of what you see now and sent those mm. down to all the Hollywood studios. But saying mm -hmm. that it was from, they would, it was all the, all the faxes that they were sending were, um, you know, saying like, hey, it's Karen yeah. from, from the office next door. This is what the aliens should look like in the show. And everyone was like, is there a Karen that works in the office next door? And other people would say like, oh, yeah, there must be something like that. Uh, and so, yeah, and so that's how it got started. I mean, that's, you know, it, it, it does portray an unrealistic body standard for aliens. Well, I'll say, yeah. It does set unrealistic body standards for, and even humans as well. I mean, it's incredibly slim. Very tiny arms, huge heads, no hair. And it would make sense that that, that, it arose, that design arose from malicious intent. Yeah, no, it did arise from, and the Jennifer sisters are really, you know, they, I mean, they, the other thing too is that they have, they're, they're never going to make it to earth. They don't care. <laughs> you know, they're busy. They're busy. And the other thing is about them that I always find hilarious is they don't even know about each other. No. Well, yeah, they, sisters. they are, and they're constantly working together. But if you talk to one of them, they speak as though it's just one. And you realize slowly that they're so self-involved. They've never even looked next to them. Oh. Looks like they're, they might be spending some time on their dumb phones. You know what I mean? They definitely, um, they love, they love the internet. Really? Well, yeah. they're sending those faxes and whatnot. Well, yeah, that was, that was before the World Wide Web. But, um, you know, they've definitely been sending other things through the internet since then, just for fun. Playwoman, I have a question, and please do not feel any pressure to answer this. I'm just curious. Mm. Do you know how the world won? How the world won? How the world will and how it will oh. be, how, how planet Earth will meet its demise. Because I'm assuming you've seen planets come and go. Well, no, you've I don't. seen it all. I've seen it. I've seen a lot of it, and there are some warning signs. Mm. But I wouldn't say I definitely don't know. You know what's going to happen. You know for sure. I know that you, as a species, keep us all up at night. You know. Are you serious? I mean, it's a constant topic of conversation. Well, is 
um, you know, what are you having for dinner? I don't know. I'm going to go watch the um, Channel 65 and see if Earth is still there. Uh, you know, because, you know, you've, you've, you've got, well, you know, it, it's always something. If it's not, you know, fires or a pandemic or um, nuclear explosions or, you know, various things like that, you know, anything could happen and you've got a lot of you know you're always fighting with each other about something but that's it the funny thing is is the very thing that makes you so dangerous to yourselves is what makes you so compelling to us it's your passion and your Mm. sort of unreasonability with each other is you know it's not good for you and ultimately you need to work it out but it's part of your it's part of your charm really I mean, I, I would say the passion of the human race gets us things. Unfortunately, like war as you're, and global warming, as you're saying, but it also gives us things like um, bar rescue, mm. um, you know, uh, uh, Cirque du Soleil. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know about other species on different planets, but I can't imagine that they would have anything like Blue Man Group? No, no, we don't. Because, you know, I think the thing about you is that, and you will be interested to know, you're one of the shorter-lived, you know, intelligent um, creatures in the universe. And I think that that has given you, you're you're all in a state of panic about it. You know, Mm. such little time. And so you think, oh, got to get it all done really soon. And so I think that does lead to you um, just doing a lot of really interesting things. Right. I do always feel like I'm running out of time. Well, you are. I'm sorry. Don't remind me. I know. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. I mean, it's not, it's a really, honestly, as someone with long life privilege, it's, it's really not fair of me to remind you of that. You're going to freak me out. I'm going to head back to the lab and start clinking and clinking with all my beakers and goblets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Sarah, I mean, I love, I love when you, what you do in the lab, but I don't do it out of fear. Oh, I'm completely entirely motivated by fear. Like you said, the clock is ticking. I know. Well, it just is. It's not really anything any of us could do about it. It's just, um, you know... You make what you can out of the time that you have. And the only thing really, I mean, you know, not to, it's a little Pollyanna-ish of me, I know to say, but you know, I was just caught in a, in a, in a clothing line. So I, uh, you know, the funny thing about time is that while it's the time it is right now, where we're sitting here talking to each other, that's all there is. Do you believe that or do you believe that every other also time that ever happened and will happen is also occurring at the same time that we're having this conversation? Like the next conversation we have when, of course, I return to Mm. the Clay Woman show. Yes. um, That's also happening right now. Yes. As well. Well, I do think that those could also be happening, but the important thing for our sanity right now is that this is all that we are, that, that this is all we are experiencing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you know what I mean. I know, I know, I know. You could be experiencing, we could be experiencing, yes, yes, 
exactly. you don't know how much mescaline I'm on at any given moment. I don't. Like that. <laughs> you don't. No, I absolutely don't. So if you are, then then um, then you know, there's lots of other things going on. Yeah, I think you would really like Joe Rogan, Clay Woman. Oh, really? I really think you would. Mm-hmm. Do you think yep. you would want to talk to me? Yep, I think you would do really well on his podcast. He does mm. 8,000 episodes of a podcast where that 8 billion people listen to. Every episode is four and a half hours long, and he records mm. them seven times a week. Oh, my God. So the output is astounding, and he's really open-minded, and I think he would really connect you to the pulse of, of you know, this uh, the country that I live in personally. United That's States very interesting. Well, you know, I would be interested. I don't know much about him. I mean, I've heard people seem to have strong opinions about him one way or the other, but I haven't looked into it. But I do think that I would be interested, of course, to reach such a wide audience. I mean, it could blow this whole thing wide open. It could blow this whole thing wide open. You know, then people would know for sure that, um, you know, I mean, you know, because I always laugh when humans talk about, like, is anyone out there? Have we made contact yet? I'm like, well, I'm right here. I have a podcast. <laughs> and I do an occasional show in the East Village of New York and other towns. I'm mean, I'm contacting you right now. You say that. You give them a little touch. You say, look yeah. at me contacting you right now. You have ET phone home, honey. Hello. Exactly. You put down the phone. Exactly. I'm right next to you. Well, you know, I mean, I think it could really, I'd be interested to see how I could possibly, you know, like what effect I would have on him. And his whole thing, he's like, he's the perfect open-minded fool, really. He's, he's constantly talking to people who are, you know, of all varying disciplines and points of view. And he loves to talk, talking to people of all different points of view, but his, his thing right now is that he's really going hard on this aliens thing. Oh, interesting. And he's really, oh. <clears throat> he's really whipping the country up into a frenzy and getting people to really talk about aliens existing. And I feel oh. like it would be a perfect time for you to slip in. Yeah, well, maybe, well I think, you know, I could really answer some questions, I think. I, I really think you could. All right. Well, you know, Sarah, if you could get me, you know, do you know how, do you know how to get in contact with him? Maybe we could get this set up. I'm like, here's the thing. I mm. probably have a closer. I do stand up comedy, so I probably am only like one degree of separation away from him. Mm. But it's like you've been alive for so long that you know so many people that mm, you so probably true. technically you're probably one degree of separation away from any single person in the universe. That's right? true. You know, I could just look through the Rolodex and see who I, you know, I could ask, you know, very, very a lot of people. I mean, you know, I could ask, um, well, Alexander Haig is dead. <laughs> um, who else? And so is, uh, um, Bill Moyers alive? Who's that? Bill Moyers used to host the PBS um, shows, <laughs> and he had a long talk with Joseph Campbell. 
who is dead, but was just a lovely man. And we, with the three of us used to get, um, we used to um, get um, iced tea together and uh, just laugh, you know. Playwoman, do you drink? Not alcohol, really, because I don't know if it doesn't really work in us. Uh, it's not that it's like, it's not, I mean, it also gives, it's like, it just, it's sort of like for you drinking, like, let's say, um, oh, I don't know, like some sort of um, uh, taste or something. It just doesn't, really, it's not that there's anything bad, but it doesn't really like cause any effect or anything. Right, because it's like wine or whatever is fermented mm. old grapes but it's like you're older than any grape right like what it would fermentation do to you? like nothing it just clogs things up a lot really um, but you don't get any psychological effect i love watching you humans you know um ingesting it it's very fascinating is there anything that gets you high? Well, yes. I mean, there are different substances that people would, you know, beings would take in the Marillion Galaxy and sort of, you know, um, and, you know, have an experience or something like that. I mean, if something in the younger days, you know, I definitely, you know, um, when I was first coming up, oh, oh little announcement, um, I would, you know, get... Um, I would get, it's so funny, Sarah, you know, like on these little computer things, I got an announcement and it just derails your entire thought process. Because um, it's these smart computers, they're making us dumber, distracting us. Exactly. You know, I'm trying okay. to think about if I took drugs in my youth and all of a sudden I get, you know, a pop-up thing saying, don't forget to buy corn. Don't and forget to buy corn. You know, and I'm like, when did I write that? And then I think, well, wait, no, what was I talking about? Oh, right, drugs. Well, you know, when I very first was, when I was a young girl and I was just getting into um, public speaking and stuff, you know, I had a friend who said, you know, if you take, um, this is the flower that um, was, uh, that was um, really, it was called um, Forsipus. And you would take it and, um, and smash it up and um, put it in a tea and drink it. And then you would, um, and then you could, you could speak any language oh. for, for, for 45 minutes. Are you serious? Yeah, it was really great, really wonderful. And now the problem was everyone liked it so much and they kept forgetting to keep seeds for it and everyone ate them all. But I'm jealous of this kind of drug that's like performance enhancing in a way that's like far beyond anything in our universe, really. Oh yeah, it was I mean, what do we? What do we yes. have? We got we we got we got we got beer. Makes you good at what? Makes you good at what? Watching a relaxing. Relax. You're right. You're right about that. I'd rather learn a new language. Well, I know it really is a shortcut. It was really great, but the problem is we can't find them anymore. We don't know. We don't. We think the flowers are extinct because we, everyone went so crazy learning all these languages. It's probably what's going to happen to chips soon. They're so good, they're probably going to go extinct. You mean like potato Three. chips? Yeah, 
That's what I think yeah. every time I get a bag of chips. I go, that bag gets extinct in 15 minutes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I definitely know what you're talking about. Now, that's a funny thing, you know, because while I don't drink alcohol, I do enjoy a chip. Oh, really? Yeah, for some reason, that's a great... galaxies, you love a chip. Yeah, that's, it sort of agrees with me. It's very funny. I mean, what can you eat? Well, you know, when I come to Earth, there's, you know, I have to be careful. Like, for instance, you know, it's really not a good idea for me to have um, casserole. But oh. it's fine to have a chip or, um, or a, uh, you know, a baguette. Oh. Um, but not bread that's not a baguette. Are you serious? Why? Yeah, it has she to saw? be that shape. It has to be that shape. Okay. Yeah. I get that so I love- because baguette is like 100% crust in a way. Right, you know, so it's a different, it's a different, you know, it works differently. So it's very funny. We usually like, I usually, when I, you know, after coming a lot of, a bunch of times, I made different lists about things, you know, the, eat this, don't eat that, this, the, you know, and so it was, it was good. Have a if, list. I, if I could eat any food for 500 million years, it would be chips. It just would. would. Would you want fruit too, though? Do you like to have something a little bit more, um, uh, you know, sort of, uh, what do they call it? Refreshing. And I'll tell you what, I'll take a vegetable over a fruit any day of the week. Mm. Fruit have a certain creepy, uncanny quality uh, quality to me. The flesh, the sweet, like wet flesh is very grotesque to me. Yeah, no, I... I you know what I mean? I do. I mean, I still personally find them incredibly refreshing. But now that you've put it that way, I'm going to have to take a second look at this fruit phenomenon. Because citrus, okay, think about citrus. The the I could do citrus because the ju- the sweet juice are contained within these like cells. Like, ev- like, if you, like, really, you know, if we go into my laboratory and we zoom in with right, microscope right, right. on an orange slice, the, like, hmm. liquid matter is all contained within these semi-dry little vessel pods. Hmm. But, like, a peach, let's say, is just, like, rotting, cl- near-death sweet flesh. It's disgusting. Well, the thing about a peach is that it has a very tiny window where it is just right. Right. You know? That's the thing. It's it's very difficult to find a peach that isn't a little too mealy or ripe enough. If you do find one that's at the perfect point, I find it just delightful. But, but here's the thing: I don't. It's only there be, for it's right. only there for a bit, for a minute for a minute or two. And I don't want to run that risk of engaging with a peach at its pre or post death state. Like I don't right. want to be because the chance is so high that you bite yeah. into a peach and it's too early or it's too late. And right. I don't want to be there for that. 
And with an orange, it's just, you know, it's always, it's always the right time. It's always the right time. But a peach, no, it's true. It's a, and you go to the supermarket and you, yeah. there's some peaches there. They look lovely. And it's always a gamble. It's always a gamble. You get a cucumber, I'm telling you, there are nine times out of ten you're going to like what you see. I'd say nine, 18 times out of 20. Yep. Yeah, 18 <laughs> times out of two, you're going to like the way that cucumber Absolutely. tastes. Absolutely. 42 times out of 43. Exactly. You're gonna right. like that cube. It's the 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 refreshing the refreshing quality of a cucumber for me outweighs any refreshing quality that a peach could bring to the table. Forty two times out of thirteen. Well forty two out of thirteen, interesting. And yes. Mm-hmm. So you would love a Greek salad. I'm not, wait, Clay Woman? I'm yes. not kidding. That's my favorite food of all time. But not it's with lettuce. Bit, yeah, you could throw in some lettuce. I, I could take it or leave it. All right. But you know, the classic Greek salad doesn't have any lettuce in it. Yeah, exactly. And, that's, and would you know that because you were in the old timey Greece? Well, yeah, you know, I was there. I mean, when I was, you know, helping Aristotle and all of the, you know, there's, there's, uh, is it true that they had little boys running around they did but i'm yeah. i've you know i signed some and non-disclosure agreements for them mm. um but uh yeah they um they would you know well things were different back then let's just say that very very different was it hey nothing to sneeze at yeah and for a 500 i think that's important for a 500 year old being to just say you know what? Sometimes things are a little different. Well, you know, I've seen, I mean, just, <clears throat> you know, human beings, you know, you've been around for like, say, you know, well, in the Homo sapien variety, about, you know, 150,000 years or so. And you've only really had a civilization for 5,000 years or so. Mm. And, you know, if you really look at it, it's just, you know, even in the last, you know, 200 years, it's it's gone over you know the amount of change is is just astounding the last two thousand three thousand years you know it's so much it's like you're barely you know you keep you keep changing as um animals you know what you really? are in a, in a way that's yeah. true in a bad way or a good way no no in a way i mean it's not it's neither bad nor good. Some, in some ways you get you in some ways you get a lot better you know you've <clears throat> you're much more um you know you don't you know, you've made a lot of sensible rules about like you know it's you know don't kill someone because they you know insulted your friend yes right and other galaxies do that that's like a thing well not as much in the other galaxies but on earth it used to be i mean you would do like you know had very strange rules like you know i don't know what it is but isn't there something about like you know if a woman walks three paces and puts salt on a you know whatever they then they would you know um sacrifice oh yeah that is still a thing actually oh god yeah sorry to say that's terrible What's the first mark of a civilization? Is it fire? When they figure out fire? 
Um, I feel like it's gossip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when there's enough things going on that people, you know, it's a civilization when there's enough things going on that people start critiquing each other. And it's enough. So there's enough going on that there's open critique. And then there's enough going on that there's not only open critique and crosstalk dialogue engagement. There's the, the discreet secret. Right. Because when it was hunter gatherer is so straightforward. I mean, I do think back then Mm. there might've been things like, Oh, well, um, you know, he only brought back a wildebeest today and (laughs) Aaron brought back a, you know, a lion. Um, (laughs) So, you know, there's that sort of thing. But even then, it was, you know, it really had to get to the point of, you know, like people, you know, having enough interactions that there were interactions upon interactions that you could sort of, you know, really, um, I think you know what I mean. I wonder if the first gossip was sexual in nature or it was, eh, you didn't, you know, well, you didn't bring home enough bores today or if it was you know you know it's really hard to say this caveman hooked up i don't actually know i'm going to have to actually go back into my notes and see if i can find if i wrote anything about that when i'd been there before because don't you think that would be like the first oh like something sexual in nature transpired that's why we have to lower the voices like that's why we have to be discreet I think so. I think it would put either that, but the, it's either, usually it comes from competitiveness or um, mm. jealousy, so, which are different. Right. Slightly, slightly. Because the jealousy might have been like, oh, well, look, that uh, they're having a lot of relations and we're not. Right. So let's try to make them having relations sound like something bad. And then the other thing could be, you know, um, you know, comp- the competition would be more the thing about like, oh, did you bring enough wildebeest and, you know, more of a scarcity of resources sort of thing. Right. I guess jealousy must come when you're when when you're learning your senses like sight, smell, sound, whatever. I wonder if you experience love or jealousy first Mm. i think love you right because what's there to be jealous of unless you know what it feels like to like yeah i think jealousy i think jealousy and all that comes out of i mean it does come out of a um a feeling of uh there not being enough time so you know why would you be jealous of someone else if you knew there was plenty of time for you to experience that as well See, and now I'm jealous of you because um, of how much time you have. Excuse me, I've got a little cough because when I was stuck in the um, in the clothing line, the, you know, the window was open as you know usually is. But um, I don't know. You know, Sarah, I feel I do when when humans say that to me about the time thing. I I have to say, you know, I do this. This is what I, what I would put it. I understand that you would, you know, that to you, it must seem like a great advantage to have so much time. And in many ways, there are advantages to it. 
But I find that with your race of people, your human race, that you, because you have such a short amount of time, it's, your, the vitality of your lives are enriched by it. And if you can somehow, if you can somehow make peace with the brevity, then you will, then you can more enjoy the, um, the sort of, um, I don't know, compact experience that you have, you know, so we have these long, long lives, but so much of them are, you know, 700,000 years walking in one direction. Right. Right. Like, does that make you feel any better? I'm so sorry. It does. It does. Oh, it does. good. Oh, good. Oh, good. And I, I do enjoy being mm. motivated by fear, spite, panic, Jewish panic, neuroses. Hmm. Like I do, I do think that that sort of fiery passion is a, is a benefit. Yes, it is, and you know, it's a great, it's a great thing. I mean, it's it's terrifying, but it's you know, it's um, energizing as well. And you do so much, you know. You, I mean, you've got your own, you've got, you've made your own vaccine. I you've have got a laboratory. You've done I so do. much, you know, and, and that's I mean, why. I do. You know, I think, I mean, I, you know, everyone, this, you have a lot of fans in the Marillion Galaxy. Are you serious? I'm completely serious. I needed to hear that. It's so well, easy to forget. No, it is. That really people easy to care. We do. Oh, my. Are you Jewish, Clay Woman? Well, you know, not by, um, I don't think I would, you know, I don't think that I, I haven't been, what do you call it? Um, uh, what is Com- it if you become Jewish? Rug. I haven't converted. You haven't converted. You know, because obviously I wasn't born into a Jewish family 500 million years ago. Right, but I have right. had the best time, you know, um, over the years in, uh, you know, I mean, I was great friends with, um, um, well, Abraham. And, oh, right. Well, of course. Yeah. And, you know, also, well, you know, he was great. He was really, really wonderful. Also good. You know, Albert Einstein was a great friend. Oh my um, God. So, and was, was he a dirty little dog, Albert? Oh no. Very polite man. I mean, you know, I think he was on his best behavior around me. Also, really good, you know, of course, Karl Marx. I've just, you know, um, <laughs> so many good, so many good times with Karl. But, um, you know, uh, he would get, he loved to argue. I'll tell you that. You <laughs> really? Know. Yeah, just loved to argue. And, um, you know, some other great, great people also, you know. Um, I'm not speaking to Barbara Streisand anymore. Wait, Why? Well, I didn't, you know, it's the funny thing of that. We we had become, you know, during the 60s or so, I was visiting a lot and we would have tea and um, talk and everything. And then uh, she just stopped. She just wouldn't, um, she didn't want to talk to me anymore. I mean, honey, if I was married to, you know, Elliot Gould, I don't think I'd need to talk to anyone for the rest of my life. That's true. He's if you know what I mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's true i mean that you know he's 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 very he's a very compelling character so i suppose um you know maybe she was just you know that that was taking up her time i'm not offended or anything i just i'm wondered you know i was wonder what you know i'm curious to know what happened do you get offended not by at this anything? point. I mean, not by not by anyone on earth. I will say I do have, you know, I do get resent. I do carry some, you know, baggage over some Marillion relationships over the years. But, oh. but you know, Maria, um, right, right. You know, little things like that, but not nothing, nothing to, um, you know. It, when you get to be five hundred million years old, it's all water. Under the bridge. Right. <laughs> you know, are, are you single? Oh, yes. Really? Really? Huh. You know, I just love, I love just relating with, with, with people, you know, and not being tied down and just being able to go around the universe and talk and just enjoy the time that I have, you know. I mean, do you want me to set you up with someone, like, when you come to L.A.? No, 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 no. Are you sure? I know well, some people. All right. Well, let's, you know, but I'm not completely closed down to it, but <laughs> I just think it'll be, you know, it's also the other thing, if it's a human, you know, they're going to... Uh... What? Well, then, you know, I only have such a short time with them. Which I suppose could be an oh, advantage right, too, right, right, right. you know, because I could just enjoy it for what you know what it is. Everything's no, like nothing serious. When you're when you're me dating a human, it's all a one night stand. Oh my god! Oh my god! I walked Sarah, right into that one. I know, and you know, I've got to get back to. The, I just realized that we have to turn back now and go back to the line because I. When I was cleaning out things, I left one of some of my clothes on the line, so I'm gonna have to go back there. But I, 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 this was an absolute delight. Well, I'm just I'm worried about you driving back through the line. So I'm, can uh, you take a different route back? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, we're we're going on a side a side route. Okay, 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 okay. I just, yes. I, I just like, you know, I want text me when you get back to your plane. Just make sure, you know, I want to make oh, sure you well, get there. Oh, well, text me And I'd love to, you know, let's keep talking. I really enjoyed this. I think that we, um, you know, I want to get started on our new, on our new, you know, business. Not, not oh, just what for we turtles. On turtles. Not just for turtles. Yes, turtles. Not just and, for turtles, yes, yes, and everything. yes. We, we've, got, we've got a lot of work to do. So I'll, um, I'll reach out to you next week, um, probably Tuesday at 3.42 p.m. Mountain Time. And you blink your eyes and let me tell you, it's going to be that time. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? I'll reach out to you exactly then. Okay, perfect. All right, great. Well, have a wonderful day, Sarah. Oh my God! Thank you so much for having me, Clay Woman. Absolutely. Thank you for being Pleasure on the show. Pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Keep in touch. Oh, bye bye. Good day.
One of folks you come to see You just stand there in the glass looking at me But my heart is wild And my bones are steep And I could kill you with my bare hands if I was